0: Welcome, one and all, to episode 23 of Titan Tea Time. I'm one of your hosts, Petter, and with me I got my co-host, James. Hello! And in this episode, we have two very special guests, Momtaku and Luna of the You Her Big Girls podcast.
1: Hi!
2: Thanks for having us.
0: This is our first ever guest episode on Titan Tea Time. We're probably not going to have a lot of them, but we figured, you know, maybe if we feel like it at some point, we might have some guests on, and I figured... I-, I wanted to kind of repay you guys, since you've already had both me and James on your show. Mm. This is something I definitely wanted to do, and obviously the manga is over now, there's no more chapters to discuss anymore, so the topic in today's episode will be, basically we're going to all kind of share our stories about how we were introduced to Attack on Titan, how we, be- how we became fans of the series, and uh, also kind of what it's been like, you know, being part of the fandom and reading the chapters every month, and also about our podcasts, the Two podcasts that we've been running, for anyone who doesn't know, for some reason, uh, although I don't imagine there's many, Momtago and Luna also have been running another Attack on Titan podcast called You Hear Big Girls, which I think started about a year before Titan Tea Time. And uh, basically we'll be talking about what it's been like to run these podcasts that we've been doing for the past two slash three years, or almost two slash almost three years that they've been going on. And, I, and one last thing before we get into the discussion. This is going to be a pretty open discussion, I imagine. But one last thing. I will just give a spoiler warning for anyone who's here that hasn't read the Attack on Titan manga. Uh, since at this point, I feel like spoiler warnings might be worth doing since we're not talking about a specific chapter. But we we might potentially be mentioning things from throughout the series. So you haven't warned. So, Luna, would you like to start by sharing a little bit about how you were introduced to Attack on Titan?
1: I think the first time was probably through a BuzzFeed video where like people were reacting to it and I just kind of went on with my life and I think like (laughs) a year later there was like the Irish version of um, BuzzFeed like called Fax which doesn't exist anymore either. (laughs) Um, They reacted to it and they were like banging along to the opening and the next day, I was humming in it, and I was like, what song am I humming? I don't recognize this. it. It's like, oh, it's from that video I watched. Okay, I guess I'll give that anime a shot. And then, you know, I got hooked. And I think that was like 2016, so it was pretty late to the, to the anime game.
0: Oh, interesting. I see. Yep. And what what made you want to read the manga, then?
1: Actually, I didn't want to. I wanted to wait, because I thought, you know, these... Uh, 3DMG scenes, they're so amazing. You know, there's no way that, you know, on, on paper that is conveyed just as awesomely. So I really wanted to wait for the anime season two. But then I saw it happen a while since season one <laughs> had released. And I was like, oh, do I want to wait any longer? So I think I held out for like seven months. And then I was like, nah, <laughs> I'm going to give in. And then I read up all the way.
0: So you read up on the manga before season two?
1: Yes, I did. And I think they were at like the owl reveal. Oh yeah. That was the, the first chapter I had to wait for months a month.
0: Gotcha. So that was probably like the very beginning of 2017 or something like that.
1: Yeah. Around there.
0: Cool. Cool. And Momotaku, what's your story?
2: My Attack on Titan origin story was December 20, <laughs> no, November 2013, my daughter comes to me and says, Hey, Mom, there's a new anime. You want to watch it with me? And uh, she was just at that point getting uh, back into fan art and cosplay, and Attack on Titan was everywhere in the fan art and cosplay community. So December 2013, we sat down and we uh, watched the episodes as they were coming out, and I got obsessed. And it's happened before. This is not like Momtaku's first obsession, but it was like, I fell hard for the story because of the mysteries in it. So I rushed out, ordered all the manga volumes, and I think I was current... At that point, we were in the Female Titan arc, or... No, the manga was in Chapter 53, I think. You know, I read as much as I could, and then I just wanted to talk about it, and... My daughter was like, you know what, Mom, you should get on Tumblr. And I'm like, what's Tumblr? (laughs) And she set me up an account called MomTaku. And she thought that that would be a great name. And yeah, so (laughs) that that was January 2014. And I lurked for a few months and then started blogging regularly in April of 2014 about Attack on Titan.
0: Wow. That was like... Your whole origin story, like for your username for everything, Tumblr,
2: <laughs> everything. Sorry. <laughs> wow. Yes, the whole Whoa. origin story.
0: <laughs> I mean, th- that's that's really cool. I think
3: you probably said it before, but not not that I've heard. But hearing, uh, knowing that it was your daughter who gave you your username is really really cool I think yeah I, I never thought that would be the origin for that
2: yeah <laughs> we sat at the kitchen table she was doing fan art and I would go onto tumblr just to kind of like look at and see what people were saying about her art she was um, yeah I was a proud mom and I wanted to see what was going on there and uh, you know I when I explained to her all my worries about joining tumblr I thought it was a very young platform I thought I would be out of place you know I wanted to make sure people were aware that I was an older fan. I didn't want there to be any confusion. And she hit on Taku And she says, you know, <laughs> do you like it? And I was like, yeah, I think I can live with it. So.
0: I see. Uh, actually, a question to both of you, Momtaku and Luna. How much into, like, Japanese pop culture were you, like, like weeb stuff, when you became fans of Attack on Titan?
1: For me, I just taking like, a couple-year break from anime and manga. So this was kind of something that pulled me back in.
0: I see. So you had been there, but I... I
1: yeah, yeah, I was a, a big weeb in my teens. And I still played like <laughs> Japanese video games, but um, uh-huh. I, I stepped away from anime among them mostly because I think the series that I grew up with were over. <laughs> so I didn't mm. really get into anything new until Attack on Titan happened. So
0: Nice, nice. And what about you, Montaku?
2: So in my case, I mean, I'd always, I'd always seen the Miyazaki movies. I knew what Cowboy Bebop was. I had some experience with animation and anime, but I would say it was in the early 2000s when my daughter was watching like Hamtaro and Pokemon, and she just got really into anime. She was young, and uh, you know, I started going to Japanese websites to buy the toys. And as she got older. You know, just peripherally, I would start to watch things, watch what they were watching. And uh, I would say 2009, though, is when I really started to see anime as something that I could enjoy as a grown-up, that it wasn't it wasn't Hamtaro and Pokemon. It was, <laughs> you know, there were titles there that, that you know, and the, and the animation style and the storytelling style that it would really appeal to me. So I would say 2009 is when I started watching anime for myself. So I was really primed five years later to you know get completely obsessed but but prior to attack on titan i definitely had watched more like slice of life and you know much lighter anime this is my first time delving into i i always forget is it shonen or seinen? i don't know which one attack on titan is but it's the first time i saw like a child get crushed and a mother get eaten on television in an anime
0: (laughs) Uh, yeah (laughs) so so did you or did you not know what otaku was when you when your daughter gave you the momtaku name
2: yeah i knew what an otaku was i mean i don't know that i knew it i don't know that i was like completely convinced or i don't know that i ascribed to that culture but i thought it was a nice way to even though i'm not an otaku per se
3: <laughs> oh you're an otaku you're an, anime tie, you're an attack on titan otaku
2: i i am definitely now at the time i was not i at was... the time
0: yeah oh yeah <laughs> Yeah, like definitely anyone who's hosted a consistent attack on titan podcast for like as long as I as the four of us have, I think yeah, we we can't get away from being okay.
2: <laughs> okay, I am officially yes, so I was not an otaku, I have grown into the role very much. <laughs> nice. As I look around my office which is literally papered with fan art and anime merch. Yes.
0: You have a be- you have a beautiful office. I've seen pictures. It's uh, It's beautiful. It's amazing.
2: It's definitely otaku.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, so James, tell us about how you got into Attack on Titan.
3: So I actually studied and lived in Japan without much of an anime background. So for the longest time, I actually was against watching any sort of Japanese animation except for the Miyazaki films, which I adored. When I was younger, I watched Dragon Ball Z and and uh, a bit of Naruto, but I didn't really get into it because I saw the other people who were into it and I was like oh, I don't want to be like that <laughs> <laughs> which is very which is very rude and wrong of me to say but at the time when you when you were in the middle school and transitioning to high school it's kind of you know you want you have an image you want to keep up um, and that was not the image I wanted to aspire to so anyway but I still was very interested in Japanese culture so I kept go, doing with that and lived in Japan for a time when I got back and I started going to college, I noticed that my Japanese wasn't as well where it wasn't where I wanted to be and I didn't have the constant Japanese around me like I did in Japan. Of course, yeah. So, so so okay, what am I gonna do? But so about a year a year after I got back I I gotta figure out something and so that it ended up forcing me to, to watch anime and now I say forcing, I mean I think I think I was so so somewhat curious. <laughs> now, I have said before that a tag on time was like the first one, but Look, thinking back on it, I think there was three, and I can't remember which one I did first, but I watched them back to back to back because I got hooked. Hmm. I think the first one may have been Death Note, and I, I watched that via YouTube, like episode oh. after episode, oh, back wow. when that, back when YouTube wasn't, you know, doing the copyrights too much. So I was able to watch that.
1: I think I did the same. <laughs> yeah? Okay. I'm,
3: I'm glad I have a partner in arms. Uh, so... I think first one was Death Note, and it was either Attack on Titan or Brotherhood next, but either way, or or Fullmetal Alchemist Brotherhood to to clarify, Mm -hmm. but either way, those three got me hooked into anime and wanting to explore other types of shows, but, you know, I would watch other shows and try to get into it, but none of them were able to entice me and interest me as much as those three, particularly Attack on Titan with just at the time it's cliffhangers and out of nowhere reveals almost even even from a western storytelling point on une- unexpected way of going going about the story you know that the main character uh, he dies within the first ep- few few episodes uh-huh. not, not really you know and so it's it's it was it was really fascinating for me and it really got my imagination going and leading up to you know where i am now i I waited a few years for season two, expecting it because I realized that I I was about a year late. This is in 2014 that all this happened. (laughs) So I was about a year late to the actual premiere for the show, but I was expecting that maybe season two would come out in a few months, maybe a year or so, but uh, clearly my Uh, wait was much longer as as, as I'm sure everyone else did. So season two drops, and what, what year did season two drop again? Was that... It was the first
0: half of twenty seventeen. Twenty seventeen,
3: so that drops, and I, I I eat it all up, adore it, but afterwards I was like, I can't I can't handle another seven or how many years is what five years how many years that was, I can't handle that. So I went to the I went to the manga b- binged what I could. I think I got I know I was reading in the Marley arc, incredibly confused, thinking I had missed so much, and actually. Crunchyroll at the time had the manga, but it only carried up to a certain point. Like, it had the most recent one, but if you go far enough back, it just drops. So there's like chapters fifty to seventy are like just gone for some odd reason. So I was able to see like the end of the Return to Shiganshina arc, and then go into Marley. Arc. So I so there's a bit of the government arc that I just totally lost. So that was really a treat to see in season three. Oh, like the uprising arc? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. So that was kind of in the dark for me going into season three. So I was a little confused. And when I started reading the Marley arc, I thought I had missed some important stuff in those previous chapters because these characters I had no idea. So it really got me confused, (laughs) but I eventually figured out what was going on and kept going and obviously that wasn't the case like these everyone everyone was confused <laughs> basically for the most yeah. Part. yeah but i got up to you know i can't i can't remember exactly where i caught up i know i saw sasha die oh it may have been around there that i caught yeah. up
0: to sasha died wasn't that in like 2018 or something that makes sense i think so yeah. like mayor mayor around there of 2018
3: if i recall i you know, I may have waited uh, after season two. I mean, clearly, I don't. I don't have the best memory, but I, <laughs> I, I may have waited a bit, hoping for season three, and then was just like, forget it. <laughs> <laughs> so right. I think that's that's the extent of my backstory with Attack on Titan.
0: Nice. And as for me. I remember, I, I remember the first time I heard the name Attack on Titan. I still remember it vividly, even though at the time it didn't mean anything for me. It was the summer of 2014, and some friend of mine, who wasn't like a super close friend, but like I guess you know, we we had we were hanging out in the same in the same circles. He mentioned Attack on Titan as this really awesome new show. Uh, I didn't even understand it was an anime at the time, I think, and I <laughs> didn't know anything like Attack on Titan. To me, just sounded like for some reason I thought of. Like the moon, that's called Titan. Is it like a Jupiter? One of Jupiter's moons is called Titan. Saturn's Saturn. Okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, so I, so I thought it was like some sci-fi show. Like I probably had like <laughs> a live-action thing in mind. That was like yeah, completely different thing what it actually was. Um, but I didn't. I didn't like actually do anything about it then. I just remembered hearing about it then, um, and at the time I wasn't even into like anime and things like that. It wasn't until the fall of 2014 so yeah it wasn't later in that same year so in the fall of 2014 that i very quickly became uh, a weeb of sorts um <laughs> i i think i had had the curiosity about anime and stuff since high school but it wasn't until my first term of at, at the university that i started actually watching some anime shows like for real like it wasn't pokemon or digimon or, or stuff like that um mm-hmm. And I actually started with uh, Death Note 2, which was kind of my gateway into anime as a whole.
3: Whoa, that's kind of crazy. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> um, but then it was in January of 2015. So after like a few months of exploring a- anime and stuff uh, that I watched Attack on Titan for my first time. And I was hooked immediately. I still remember really vividly just how, how I reacted after i'd seen the, ver- the first episode because I, I i remember i wanted to i was really intrigued by the story so i wanted to keep watching like the next episode but i i just i was so kind of emotionally kind of just overwhelmed by the first episode uh the first time i saw it i had to like i remember i had to like go sit down in my bed like with my head between my knees just kind of breathe
2: <laughs> yeah i think we can all relate to that feeling
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> So that was that was a strong opener and I got I got hooked on it right away. However, I didn't start reading the manga until because I I still wasn't into manga really. So I didn't I didn't start reading the manga until after pretty much right after season 2 had finished airing. Uh that was when I decided that yeah, no, I'm not going to I'm not going to wait for for season 3. At least not the way I waited for season 2. So that's when I started reading the manga. I started buying the volumes and I caught up. Pretty much exactly kind of the shift between Return to Shiganshina and Marley, I think. It was pretty much right at the shift there. Which was a pretty good place I think to catch up.
2: So is Attack on Titan the first manga you've ever read or had you read other mangas? I
0: had read <laughs> I had read like the original Zelda manga at some point. Okay. A couple of years <laughs> before that. Which it was very strange. But no no, like like it was like the first like manga that I read, I guess for real, sort of. Um and it, it was kind of also, also my gateway into manga because right now like I have a decently sized manga collection at this point of other series and stuff that I'm very happy. Uh, and it was definitely, so yeah, Attack on Titan was definitely my gateway into that.
2: My first manga that I read was Oran High School Host Club, if you can imagine. so.
0: <laughs> nice. I, I, I've seen the anime adaptation of that. I haven't read yeah. the manga though.
2: <laughs> it was in the house and I read it. So it was fun. <laughs>
0: <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> As for... Getting involved in the fandom and stuff, I guess since I was already talking, I, I can share that a little bit. I didn't really get into the fandom at all until after our first episode of Titan Tea Time. Like, I think really? pretty much right after oh, then. Really? Yeah, like, oh. even though I had, I mean, I was a big fan, I, I considered Attack on Titan to be like my favorite story period, like out of any mediums. Mm. Um, I don't anymore, but I did for a long time. And even then, I didn't really get involved in the fandom at all. Uh, my, my, my way into the fandom, however, was after our first episode of Titan t D- I, I kind of felt that maybe I should try to talk about this with more people, kind of broaden my horizons a little bit more on different takes, and see kind of what the fandom is like. So, where I ended up was... on I, I was watching videos on YouTube, kind of people talking about Attack on Titan, and I found Andrew Allstar's channel and his videos. I don't know if he does videos anymore, um, like, or does, does he only do streams these days?
1: Mm, yeah, his channel got deleted.
0: Right, but I, I found that channel anyway, <laughs> and uh, and I, you know, I, I kind of enjoyed it. So, and, and I found his. You had a Discord link to his Discord channel in the video description, so I, I joined that, and that server was basically my first, place like with a, with the fandom kind of where I talked about the series with you know a, a larger amount of people and i think you were in that too Mumtaku, weren't you
2: i was was it the titan was it titans on tour or was it the actual andrew allstar server
0: it was the actual andrew allstar server
2: okay yeah i was i i've been in andrew's servers i would say since 2018 since before we started our podcast or right after we started our podcast so oh. yeah a couple years ago 3 years ago
0: right and yeah i, I must have joined that in july or august of 2019 so, yeah, I, I guess that's where you and I kind of started talking a little bit. And I, I didn't, since I hadn't been involved in the fandom at all until at some, like, a couple of, like, just like two weeks or something after we uploaded our first episode of Titan Tea Time, I, I didn't know of your podcast, obviously, since I hadn't really explored uh, the, the fandom and stuff. So it wasn't until I think we, we must have interacted somehow on the server that I learned about your podcast as well, and I think you learned of ours.
2: And you still stay basically on Discord. You're not out on mm. Reddit or any other places, are you, Peter?
0: No, I I tried Reddit like back in December or January, so relatively recently. But I wasn't ever able to get into it really. So no, I I stick to to Discord.
3: Mm. Well, you know, my origin into the fandom is actually very boring because <laughs> before Titan Tea Time, I was just trying to keep this inside myself, all my thoughts and everything. And I would try to talk to my sister, who is also into the anime, but hadn't caught up with the manga, try to talk to her in a way that I wasn't spoiling anything, but I could still express my excitement and my bewilderment and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So it was nice having the podcast eventually, and I guess we'll talk about that later. But it wasn't until Petter joined the You, Be- you Hear Big Girl's uh, your, your guys's podcast for an episode that I realized wait there's other people who are talking about this of course there are <laughs> <laughs> but even then I was still hesitant because I don't know I I feel like if I get into something I start putting a lot more time into it and then it makes me less able to do other things that I'm doing so I was still a bit hesitant but then I got to know you guys more and eventually came on came on your guys's uh, podcast and that, and that was a lot of fun and Talk to more people there. I think it wasn't. It wasn't really until the last chapter where I started to really go to other places and see what people's thoughts were. Actually, maybe maybe the chapter before that as well. Just see. I, I even I even was kind of creeping on the, what is their name on Reddit, uh, Titanfolk. Yeah yeah Titanfolk. I was creeping <laughs> on them because I just wanted to see the meltdown, and it was glorious. <laughs> I must say, um, it still is. Yeah. But. That was really the extent of, of anything. I, I'm just, I'm kind of a loner in that way. I like to talk, but I feel like if I start talking to someone, I'm gonna get way too invested into it, and then there goes my day and my productivity. <laughs>
2: <laughs> wow, yeah, I deep I did the deep dive into fandom. Like I wanted to know what everybody was thinking. I wanted to share my theories. I wanted to read everybody else's, mm. and it's fun. Been funny to me, like knowing Andrew. Andrew doesn't. Andrew's another of those that doesn't really want to read other theories he doesn't want yeah. to be influenced by other people mm-hmm. and i don't know if it's just the different ways that people consume media when i jumped into tumblr in 2014 i wanted to read everything i wanted to interact with people i wanted to do fandom weeks i started doing the poll i mean it was just <laughs> like i wanted to know what everybody was thinking and mm. it, it was definitely a huge social thing for me and maybe that's, you know, maybe that's what the difference is. You know, it really became like an interactive book club, I guess. Like, I yeah. I, I joined fandom to meet other people. and it I could kind of relate to what you were saying, because in my case, it was my daughter and her friends. And, you know, they just got sick of me talking about it. And they're just like, <laughs> you need to find other people to talk to about this. So... Yeah.
0: Huh. Yeah, it's really interesting that way. Like, I'm so happy that, you know, that we started our podcast, because it's definitely... It's helped me to kind of get even more invested in the series than I was before. Um, mm-hmm. I noticed that a couple episodes into doing Titan Tea Time, I started realizing just how kind of how much better I started to understand the story because I was now paying much more attention to the little details all over the series kind of than I was before because doing a show online, you kind of... In a way, or at least the way I felt, was I felt a little bit pushed to to do better, like, to, kind of to understand the story better than I than I had before.
3: Yeah, I definitely, definitely agree with that. Mm.
2: Yeah, for me it was doing the chapter polls because when you go through the chapter every month and are trying to, like, find out what people are talking about and what people are thinking and kind of, like, take the pulse in that way, like, mm. I always felt really prepared. I don't know how anyone else, like, I know Andrew does his live streams where he just reads the chapter cold and yeah. comments and you guys – typically record you know the evening after the chapter's release like I I need like a week to think (laughs) about it and to outline it and I'm very jealous of people with natural talent like I'm not prepared (laughs) to talk about it until you know the chapter poll's done and all the questions are done and the options are done and I basically know what everybody else thinks then I feel comfortable (laughs) saying what I think which is definitely not a good way to be
0: right I mean I'm kind of glad that our two podcasts have had different appeals or different focuses, in a sense. Because well, when I when I learned that you guys had a podcast, which, you know, Titan T-Time was even smaller then, obviously, than it is now. Mm. It's still not huge, but um, it was even smaller then. And I was like, oh, shit, there's already someone doing sort of what we're doing. Uh, <laughs> like, who are we to do this now when there's someone who's doing it for, like... Many times more people than Titan Tea Time. Um, I kind of felt a little bit kind of intimidated at first. But then I kind of realized, yeah, like, they have their Paul focus and they have they have guests uh, on. I mean, those are some really cool additions. But Titan mm. Tea Time doesn't have that. And I think, um, well, at least one thing that I... that it, It's kind of pros and cons with having guests. Because I, I used to host another podcast before Titan Tea Time where we had guests on every episode um just like like you guys and that for me at least started to become hard like it was a challenge to to kind of schedule things with the guests and make sure <laughs> everyone you know could could you know coordinate <laughs> all that stuff so like I know what that's like and I know that can be quite bothersome sometimes although at the same time of course it's fun to get more people involved to get different opinions on things that you hadn't maybe consider to yourself and so I in that sense I think it's awesome to have guests and to have a, such a wide variety of guests as you guys have throughout the throughout the years um, however at the same time yeah it's so much easier like with just me and James it's been so easy to just yeah okay we'll we'll record tomorrow we'll do that and then so scheduling recordings first of all really simple and second of all for me to edit two voice recordings like two voice tracks is far simpler than recording like three or four <laughs> so it, it's just it's like it makes editing easier too so we can put things out faster which obviously you know the, the proof is there we we have been putting things out faster um <laughs> but, but um and one other thing I, I wanted to mention that i think is another kind of good thing about not having guests even though i i, I I don't want this to sound like I I think it's a bad idea to have guests because I absolutely don't. And <laughs> in, in fact I have very high respect for you to, to have actually been able to keep that up for as long as you have. Um like that that is an incredible feat, I think. However, one last thing that I think why it's kind of well one reason that that having no guests is a good thing is that it means that you you always have a conversation with someone that you're used to kind of. Uh, you know mm-hmm. this person and we have well, we, we have kind of developed a dynamic that we, we can able, we're able to bounce off of each other in a natural way, which you can't always do with someone if you're if it's your first time talking to that person.
2: I'm nodding my head aggressively. Oh. <laughs> it's, been, it's been very challenging sometimes. I, I bet. <laughs> dealing with technology and people we've never spoken. And we've had some guests that we haven't, when we click the record button, we haven't known what country they're from, what gender they are. Mm. Like, it's just like, okay, let's see what happens. Wow. And, uh, yeah, early on, we just had no idea. We just, I think, I don't know.
1: Luna, did you envision guests or was that me pushing for guests? I don't quite remember. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's, it's been a gamble and, and sometimes it's worked out great and other times not so much. But, yeah, just like Petter said, like with some guests you have a good rapport and with others, yeah, there's just, there's just not that click but that doesn't mean that they're not good guests. But Right, of course. Of yeah, course. It, it, it's not always um, fireworks, let's say. <laughs> well, right. Well, you know, one
3: other thing I'll say about having guests is I think it's great marketing for the podcast. You know, not, not only is it great to hear other opinions and then they'll show their friends, hey, look, I'm on this podcast, and kind of grows your, your name within, within the fan base along with the poll. Mm-hmm. I think it also kind of creates people... <laughs> Maybe this is kind of mean to say, but they're like, Oh, maybe if I listen in and and express my opinions here and there, like, I'll get on this podcast one day or something like that. Because not no offense to anybody. I mean, <laughs> I mean come on, people are secretly trying to, you know, put themselves put themselves up. It's just how it is sometimes. Right. But what I've noticed that even even in or at least especially in our Discord, there's some people who are there and they'll be like at Luna or at Momtaku. What did you think about this chapter? What do you, mm-hmm. And it's so <laughs> funny because, I mean, look, I'm not expecting them to listen to our podcast, but clearly they're there because they think it's a way I can talk to these two.
2: Oh, I don't think that's true. I just think they see us there too and want to know. Oh, I guess you're right though. They wouldn't be adding us if they didn't know us. Right. Like it gave us visibility.
3: Yeah. So, I, I <laughs> and it's not, a, it's not a bad thing. It's just, to me, it's funny. But I, what I'm saying is, because because you had those guests, because they liked your podcast so much, you know they they were really wanting to hear your opinions and and stuff like that. So anyway, I think I think guests in that sense really helped hmm. you helped the podcast. Uh, I I'd say succeed as much as
2: it did. I'm sure it helped.
1: I mean, we were basically cloud chasing the past three years. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, because like Soul has like a hundred thousand subscribers, so even if we only oh, got wow. a small percentage of. You know, yeah the subscribers to listen to us. It's still like a substantial amount. It's totally.
0: I mean, of, of yeah. course. Like, actually, let's let's talk about our podcast more from the beginning, perhaps.
3: Hmm. Sorry. Did we ever hear Luna's intri- entry to the fandom? Or
0: oh, did we miss that?
1: Yeah, I didn't mention it, but it's not that interesting, honestly. <laughs> but I just... but
0: I-, I am curious though.
1: Okay. So. I don't know why, but I think I was looking for fan art. I think I started to get like more attached nice. to the series, probably because that's when uh, I caught up right when Marley started. And at first I was very confused. I was like, what's going right. on? Where are we? What's? I missed the <laughs> fact that it was a um, a time skip, a four-year time skip. So I had no idea what was going on. <laughs> wow. And uh, But then, of course, you know, it's, like one or two chapters in, I was like, okay, this is, this, this might be my jam. And yeah, I found a fan artist and she was retweeting a lot of uh, other art as well. So I was like, okay, this is good content. And one day I decided, you know, let me just send her a message. And we got to talking and she invited me to a Discord server that was focused on, yeah, Attack on Titan. And that's also where I think, I met Mom Taco for the first time. I'm not sure. I think so. I remember when you showed up. Ooh.
2: Like, I Whoa. didn't know how to taste.
1: That's usually oh not my good.
2: God. <laughs> <laughs> it's not bad. So I have, I have, I really struggle with people's um, Discord names with their PFPs mm. or their handles, whatever. Like, if I can't pronounce it, I can't remember it. If I can't come up with some way yeah. of saying the word, uh-huh. I can't. And, and you showed up, Luna. I still don't know how to say it. Like, I visually recognize <laughs> it, but it it just, like, when you showed up, I'm looking at this username, and I'm like, okay, what does this <laughs> tell me about this person? <laughs> Absolutely nothing. I have no idea. I don't want to say it made me suspicious of you, but I had gone through, like, um some pretty traumatic fandom experiences, like, very recently, and anytime a new person showed up, I would be like... You know, I'm naturally very friendly, and I'm holding myself back from being very friendly and trying to, like, discern what I can from your picture and from your name (laughs) and what you're talking about. And, yeah, I I remember. I I just, it was a hard name to forget. And I still, how do you say it? How do you say your your Discord Mm -hmm. name?
1: Yeah, yeah. XV. See? I couldn't even do it if I wanted to. It's (laughs) Chinese. Oh, really? Yeah, because yeah, yeah. it's based on Final Fantasy XV, so it's like Night and Moon, ah. Noct and Luna from the main two from cool. Final Fantasy XV. Oh, nice. that's pretty cool. Mm. So. But then, yeah, I, nice. like we, I, we started voice chatting in that server and nobody could pronounce my name. So I was like, oh, crap. Uh, I was like, okay, just call me Luna then. <laughs> ah. so that's... And that's when you became a person. Yes. Like in, if I can't pronounce the name, you're not a person. So that's how I became Luna because nobody could pronounce Chinese, which I didn't take into account. <laughs>
0: Ah, man, so we've, we've gotten the Orton stories for both of your names in this episode. Yes. That's amazing. I'm so happy. <laughs> <laughs> so that was how you guys, like, got to know each other. So from there, like, after you got to know each other, how how, how come you decided to start a podcast together?
1: Well, that's... We can't d- directly jump to that story. We have to go to the poll uh, story first.
0: Ah, uh, uh-huh. yes, do it,
1: do it. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to <laughs> tell it or should I? <laughs> we would probably tell it
2: very differently.
1: Ah, well then. So I,
2: well, I'll start it and then I'll turn it over to you. But I, when you become visible in fandom, stuff happens. You can't Mm -hmm. avoid stuff happening. And Mm. occasionally stuff would happen to me. And I'm really glad that stuff happened in 2016 and 2017 and not like, 2021 on Twitter because uh. oh my god <laughs> that would be a disaster at least like my fandom drama was back when people still had some amount of civility and it wasn't like mobs coming after you and whatever mm-hmm. but I had disgruntled some people which I know shocking me <laughs> disgruntling people and uh, <laughs> it's kind of started a conversation on Tumblr about the negative effects of big name fans and how popular no names popular meta writers who have an opinion disenfranchise those that don't share that opinion and that when they use official looking resources to promote their plot you got you get where it's going Mm. so i of course was horrified that i was becoming the poster child for you know all the bad things that happen when people become prominent in a fandom so i quit the poll and I only quit it for two or three months, mm. actually two months. And then I came back as part of a team because...
1: Yeah, but on the on the DL, right?
2: <laughs> yes, without my name attached yeah. to it. Because it, it's a lot of work. And I'm one of those people that when I commit to something, I commit to it. And it became, you know, I treat it like I do a job, even though I'm not getting paid for it. And I wanted the poll to happen. So the way to make sure that happens is just to do it. Um, I have a great a great team now, and a great team since then, which has been great. It wasn't just me doing it anymore. It became a collaborative, and it's become better because of that. But anyway, so it was in the midst of all of this drama that I met Luna.
1: Well, ah. I mean, actually, we had met before on another server.
2: Right, but you like drama, so you came That's and not you true. wanted to find out. <laughs> <laughs> it is true. You and your reality TV. Yes, you you... you you do like drama, like you you were curious about the deets. You wanted you wanted to
1: know the details. Okay, well, yeah. Okay, let me let me rewind a little bit. So we were. In a this was different... like Real Housewives of Tumblr. <laughs> you wanted to be like you wanted to
2: know every cast member of Real Housewives of Tumblr. So
1: we were in a different server for a while, the Galerai server. Remember that? Yes. So I remember you there too. Okay, so that was before we really talked but I knew you were doing the poll and I liked it because our mutual friend was also working on it and then Mm -hmm. I also had a bad not fandom really related experience and I left the fandom for a couple months and then I came back and then we started talking about the poll and Momtaku said oh let me suggest this to the team and I was like what do you mean the team like you do the poll right And she was like, no, not not anymore. And then she started DMing me with the deets. Wasn't me soliciting. (laughs) Okay. So, yeah. And then we got to talking and um, I think we shared everything but like, or she shared everything but her social security number with me, (laughs) which was like, okay, I guess this lady likes to talk. (laughs) Was my first impression. And that's, yeah, that's how our friendship started over a Tumblr Attack post <laughs> A red
2: drama. Wow! Yeah. But at the time, you were saying about how when you did your podcast, you were not aware of us, and then you that bothered you. Well, when we started ours, we started ours because Cast of the Titans was happening, and we thought we could do it better. So we had <laughs> I absolutely no about shame. That. <laughs> what
0: was what was that thing you mentioned?
1: Cast of the Titans was doing a podcast. They were okay, the, I don't
0: think I don't think you've ever heard of that.
1: The Shingeki no Kyojin subreddit yeah they
0: had a podcast i see was it similar was it also like talking about the new chapters every month Mm -hmm. i see
2: it was a chapter podcast and and our first conversation about our podcast was do you listen to theirs and i said i've never made it through a whole episode which is really rude to say and maybe you should cut that but i mean (laughs) i don't but i mean i actually did enjoy their podcast it was basically you know four guys and not a lot of planning just reacting and laughing and joking and yeah it just wasn't how i would do it so and i'm a big believer in if you're not getting the content that you want make it yourself so absolutely that's what we did
0: Mm. nice uh did they stop i I assume they stopped for some reason
1: i think we might have played a part in that um i don't think so a little bit (laughs) a little bit i think we should find out why they stopped. Yeah, let's not. Yes. Let's not. It's not a good story. Right.
0: <laughs> I just want to ask one thing though. Do you know roughly around when they stopped? Because I've never heard of them, so I, I'm t- I, I'm assuming it's a while back.
1: Yeah, a couple of episodes in, like a couple of months after we started, they stopped, and oh, okay, they. I, see. I think they were trying to get back, like recently, like things were good again. So, but I don't know. Have you heard anything about that, Momtaku? They tried. I mean, I'm still in their
2: Discord server, too, and they did try to get it together. And, you know, I, I've i been pushing them, too, because I do, I, you know, I've never been the kind of person that, you know, we're doing it so you can't. I've no, always no. wanted, if people want to make their own polls, make their own polls. If you want to start a podcast, start a podcast. Like, I don't view it as as competitor. I view it as, oh, there's more cake for me to eat. <laughs> you know, everybody's making a cake now. This is great. We yeah. have more cake. So we again, we we I think we tried to be encouraging to them. We had most of them on the podcast as well, and like
1: even like old members, like yeah, even their their
2: former members.
1: Yeah. We've tried to and Reiko and Puppet were regulars there. They're regulars here, so mm. <laughs> yes, or well, here you know, over at our podcast. <laughs> right. Exactly. Over at Girls.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, th- that's that's interesting, though.
1: Yeah. So we started doing the poll together, and talking and yeah the podcast was just like a s- spur of the moment kind of thing like we brought it up i think i brought it up like very slyly like hey have you ever listened to like a cast on titan and that was uh, and she replied with no but i've always wanted to do a podcast and i was like oh great so did i
0: nice
2: and that was june that was june 2016 and we started recording in july
0: Wait, no, not 2016.
2: 27 I mean or 18 or 18. 18. 18. 18, right? Yeah. 18. Yes. Oh, you're right. I can say that again so we can edit it, or you can say what date that was.
1: We can just leave it in because you and numbers. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, actually I was just looking. They stopped at uh 109. So we started at 107. So yeah. they did they they stopped at 110.
1: So yeah, really a couple months after.
0: Mhm. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, so yeah, so it, it was just kind of a spontaneous thing then, I guess.
2: Very spontaneous. Mm.
0: Although you had, you had still been doing things in the fandom before that together.
2: Yeah, we did
1: the, the poll.
0: So. Right, right.
2: Well, and, but not even that long. You, no. you didn't join the poll until 105.
1: 107?
2: Okay, 105. It was me, you, and Cash.
1: And 107 was, was our first podcast.
2: It was quick. Mm. <laughs> cool. Have you guys ever met in real life? No, we have not. Aww. And how did you guys meet in person? What's your origin story?
0: I guess you could start it quite far back, although
2: Yeah. initially,
0: I mean... <laughs> we initially interacted briefly mm-hmm. at a Zelda forum <laughs> back when, whenever was that? Gosh, 2015 maybe? Yeah, probably some, around there. Uh, we played mafia together. Like, you know, like the, you gotta deceive each other and stuff uh, and find find out who's the bad guys we played those sorts of games in like text threads back in 2015 for a little while although we never really got to know each other then i just remember you know james's username from back then it wasn't really anything more than that same and then at the beginning of 2019 i started a podcast network of sorts um together with Steven, who was on the first 10 episodes of Titan Tea Time, and another guy uh, called Chase. And it started with the Zelda podcast. And then Steven, James, and Chase started a Fire Emblem podcast as well. So it was kind of starting to be, be and uh, I, I had a movie podcast very briefly with another guy on there. So it was kind of like the idea at the time was kind of to build this podcast network um, with a bunch of different podcasts on it. And so, obviously, I was a big fan of Attack on Titan at the time, and well, I, I guess I guess I should also say that James and I, even though we were both part of this podcast network, since James was on the Fire Emblem podcast, he and I didn't really know each other that well then. I mean, we had talked a bit, obviously, since we were sort of on the same gr- big, big, bigger project, but we hadn't really talked much. But then in July of two thousand nineteen, I had the idea to start an Attack on Titan podcast. I was just dying to, kind of, well, to talk about it with people. Since I didn't know too many others who read it and who were really into it, um, I had been able to get Steven into it earlier that same year, and so I talked to him about it, and he was he was down to try that. And then I also learned that James was into Attack on Titan, so I well I decided I decided to ask him if he wanted to join on join in too. So that was kind of how we started our titan tea time podcast and really at the beginning of that james and i didn't really know each other very well
3: not at all we're kind of strangers just talking to each other and learning about each other
0: you had guested on the zelda podcast on one episode prior to that mm-hmm. so we had at least talked once before right, right. <laughs> but it was really like not that much it was just really for one relatively short uh, podcast recording before that Um, So we hadn't really gotten to know each other and that was still where we were at when we started doing Titan Time together So I think it's kind of funny how well first of all I'm really happy that it worked out like that. We have been able to kind of create this well if I if I dare say it myself kind of fun dynamic or something we have like the way we are able to talk it or whatever and it's also kind of fun to think of it in the way that our friendship is kind of a lot of a, bit, a lot, very large portion of it has been recorded <laughs> kind of from the beginning. <laughs>
2: that's true.: <laughs> Oh that's cool. So literally listening to the podcast of you two talking or the mm. Titan tea time is like kind of following your friendship journey as well. Basically, uh-huh.
0: yeah, re- it really because I mean, yeah, we obviously we, we chat and stuff um, between recordings, but we don't do voice calls and stuff like that a whole lot. I mean it has happened, but it's not too often that we do that if, it's, if we're not recording. So really, a very large portion of our friendship is uh, on our podcasts. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so I, I think that's kind of fun. And I'm really glad it worked out. And that, yeah, because really, we, it, it could have gone really any direction since we didn't know each other at the, at the start. But it just kind of worked. So I was very happy for for that. Here's my version. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was with...
3: A group of guys doing a website slash podcast called The Virtual Boys. This is about Nintendo stuff. We were just we were so excited and we had a lot of opinions that we wanted to get out there so we started doing that and we, were, we had a little bit of growth not, not nothing crazy. Then we decided to rebrand our name for whatever reason. I think it was because we wanted to shift focus to maybe a little more broader in the Nintendo sphere with what kind of content we were putting out. So we changed our name to The Ten City, but keep The Virtual Voice podcast name. So I was working on writing articles for the site, and then I would hop on on a podcast from time to time. And so both me and the guy who kind of was the somewhat leader of it, it, we were both trying to figure out ways we could expand ourselves. Well, I decided to go into video content, and that's where I started making The the Ten City YouTube page. And he wanted to create a network of podcasts that didn't just dive into Nintendo per se, but just all sorts of nerd culture. But I think he wanted to start out with Nintendo. As, as I was doing the Nintendo City podcast and that started to gain some... Not podcast, uh, YouTube channel. And that started to gain some success. Our mutual friend was able to contact both Chase and Petter about potentially doing a podcast over on Nintendo City's kind of network. And it was basically because you guys over at Zelda, uh, over at the forum decided, uh, you know what, maybe we want to go do our own thing. Isn't that, isn't that the case? Yeah, actually,
0: brief little uh, tangent here. I'll I'll let you go continue that in a little bit. But yeah, so even before, because this was all in early 2019, like January 2019, uh, even before that, I had been running a, a forum podcast kind of for, for a for that same Zelda fan forum that James and I originally interacted through uh, called Zelda Dungeon. On there I hosted a forum podcast I guess is kind of the best way to to describe it. It was really for the forum members Um, and we talked about different Zelda related topics and actually a lot of anything really I, mean, I remember there was one episode we talked about breakfast breakfast was the mm. topic of that <laughs> episode for example like we we, we we didn't really limit ourselves it was a lot of zella discussions of course since it was a zella forum but we also had like we we didn't limit ourselves we could talk about literally anything we wanted to we actually had an attack on titan episode oh really in 2018 that i talked with mm. two of the other forum members there um and that's what i mentioned earlier in the discussion where i i used to run a podcast where we tried to have a, like new guests every episode it was that podcast and that one was running from 2016
2: to 2019.
0: Oh, wow. Not as consistently, though. It, it wasn't always super active. Like, we had some hiatuses sometimes, but more or less from 2016 to 2019. And, yeah, we were kind of reaching kind of the end of it. We, we, we were st- starting to feel that way anyway um, when the beginning of 2019 came along. And that was when I was introduced to James's crew, kind of. So, yeah, you can take it from there.
3: Right. So... The person who was kind of who was looking for other podcasts and trying to expand that he knew petter and chase from the forum and he kind of invited them to come over to their space and that's basically how how they started doing the kakuriko cast the zelda podcast and for a time for a few months it was it was going well and they they invited a steven who i guess he just found the Nintendo D- discord from one of my YouTube videos oh. and then just became a member that way. It was it was rather interesting. Um Steven, if you're listening, we love you. Thank you so much for everything you've done. Yes.
0: 100%. <laughs>
3: so, it was interesting that way. I was just kind of let it be its own thing. But eventually, I think Steven and Chase came to me and said, "Hey, do you want to come be a guest on this other podcast?" So I did, or maybe I even say, "Hey, do you want to? Can I be a <laughs> of, can, can I can I be a guest sometime?" I I yeah. wouldn't be surprised if I did that, knowing I my can't remember. Self. I mean, I,
0: I remember it was a fun episode though, that the one that you were guesting on.
3: It was. I think I had some strong opinions about the future of Zelda or something like that.
0: <laughs> Probably.
3: <laughs> anyway, that's so. That was really the first time I talked to Petter. and then from there they. The Chase and Steven wanted me to do a fire on podcast with them. I was apprehensive about that because I knew it'd be more time consuming and because it'd be a, kind of a. They wanted to do a weekly thing, and I, I, I just, I can't do that, uh, at the time. Uh, but I, I, I caved in because I, it's so hard for me to say no. Uh, <laughs> so so I did it, and I and I was I was having a good time, and then, I think it was. Steve, it was either Stephen or you who came to me and asked if you want if I would like to do a Tech on Titan podcast. And I'm pretty sure I was like, yes! <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I gave a second thought because I wanted to talk to someone about it <laughs> and I thought it would be a really cool opportunity. So, yeah, for that, and I'm so glad I, took, uh, I decided to do that because, like Petter was saying, that was the start of our friendship and it really helped me understand the manga as a whole better, understand certain character growths, and why Isayama was writing the way he did. I mean, I'm sure we still have questions. But, <laughs> uh, but I, I feel like more of the mystery was unraveled for me as, as I went through it, and even if it's, if it's my own headcanon kind of situation. So, <laughs> yeah, I think, I think that's basically how it, how it went down. Uh, obviously, Tag on T, or Titan Tea Time and now Umami Manga are their own separate identities from what chase and steven had going on but I, I just i guess that's kind of the natural way things went and yeah right i'm, I'm glad we have what we did and, and now i read more manga than ever before <laughs> <laughs> right <Like
0: that>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i guess briefly on that I, i'm not gonna we've already been talking for a while about this but i'm, I'm gonna try to keep keep this little pie short so this podcast network, which Titan Tea Time was originally a part of, which had, you know, Zella Podcast, Fire Emblem podcasts, and stuff like that. Last year in November, uh, we decided that Titan Tea Time would stay on that YouTube channel. Obviously, we also have the podcast apps and stuff, but as far as YouTube is concerned, uh, Titan Tea Time would stay on that YouTube channel, and anything else that wanted to continue would continue elsewhere. And so I was basically left in charge of that YouTube channel. And... At first, I didn't really know exactly what to do. I knew I, well, I, you know, I was going to continue doing Titan Tea time on there with James, but I didn't know exactly what else to do with it. Uh, but I, I was still kind of intrigued by, or I liked the idea of doing something more with it. So eventually, or relatively quickly, I decided that I wanted to talk about other manga series on there, kind of let manga talk be the kind of niche of the, of the channel.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: Kaguya-sama Love is War is another manga series that... Had kind of surpassed Attack on Titan in my head uh, only a few months prior to this, and so I, I, I remember I wanted to do some kind of show dedicated to that, similarly to how I'd been doing Titan Tea Time for Attack on Titan. And my ri- original plan was to make it into like a talk show kind of where I just sat with a, like filming myself. <laughs> I was be I would be sitting in like a so or in, a, in an armchair kind of talking about one volume per video kind of. Uh, was my ri- original plan. I recorded like most of that video, but then I just started, I felt like, nah, that it just was, wasn't working. It wasn't my thing. So I never actually did anything with that recording. So then I asked James if he wanted to cover that series with me, talk about a volume per episode. And and he was down. He had he liked the anime adaptation of the first season yeah. that he had seen. So he, he already knew a little bit about what it was about. So since then, we've been doing that under the name Umami Manga, which is now the YouTube channel, the new name for it. Me and another guy have been talking about the Fruits Basket manga, for example, on there already. Um, mm-hmm. And in about a month, James and I will start talking about the To Your Eternity manga on there, which is actually right now getting an anime adaptation, if anyone's curious. It's a really, really nice little story. James is going into it blind. Uh, I've read up to the, the 12th volume. But anyway, uh, yeah. So <laughs> we, we we basically have that kind of future going on for us right now. Uh, Titan T-Time will be going on... Uh, obviously no chapter discussions but kind of discussions like like this but in addition to that we will have these volume discussions for other manga series yep and so i'm curious about the big girls uh what what are your plans if if any uh like about the future of (laughs) podcasting and whatnot
3: hey if it's a secret right now that's fine but come on (laughs) give us give us some hints
0: (laughs) right
1: i wouldn't say it's a secret per se but that's good I think it's more like we really haven't had time to sit
2: down and talk about it. Hmm. I mean, I know when the guidebook, I haven't, this, this is hot off the press because I decided today, Oof. in June when the new guidebook comes out, I definitely want to do a podcast episode yeah. about any new information in the guidebook. <laughs> I mean, definitely want to do that. Nice. Because I know not everybody is like, we're like hyper fans, you know, like not mm-hmm. most people who are consuming <laughs> on Twitter or wherever, they're not going to you know, immediately go find translations of the new guidebook and find the, de- you know, the casual fans, I think, I don't know what percentage of our audience is a casual fan, <laughs> but from what I've seen on our Patreon and people I've talked to privately, we might be the only person they talk to, the yeah. only way that they're getting Attack on Titan News. Mm. True. So mm. I think covering the guidebook would be a good thing to do for June.
0: That's I, I really like that idea.
3: And I think that some people aren't really ready for the series to be over yet like it hasn't set in that Attack on Titan is done for some, and so maybe, yeah, maybe doing another episode like that will kind of help people come to come to grips that it's over, that it's done. Um, not that they have to; it's just it could be yeah, it could be a good idea.
2: Mm. Yeah, I mean, I could I could keep going. There's no shortage of things. I mean, I've been talking about the series for um, seven, eight years now, and. You know, I was thinking I might want to start making a few character videos. I, I mean, there's mm. a lot I could do. There's mm. a lot I would be interested in doing. And then I, I know the guys on the server are really pushing Luna and I to do in a reaction to Legend <laughs> of Galactic <laughs> That's Heroes. True.
3: Uh. And
2: so I do want to find another series to transition to with Luna. Like, I don't know what that series will be yet, though. And I don't know. Mm. I don't understand the mechanics of what a live reaction would be. Like, mm-hmm. do we read a chapter and then we discuss it? Or do we watch a movie? And then discuss it. I don't know how that would look. And I think some of the guys on our server that are like Legend of Galactic Heroes, like fanatics, would like to be a part of it. Like they want it to be like a community, a server Mm -hmm. community thing. Mm. And I just, I don't know the mechanics of it. Right. This is my first hobby. Like this is the (laughs) first time in my adult, I, I was always a reader. I was always, you know, went through a few small things that I would get hyper fixated on. But this definitely... I'd never written creatively before. I'd never written technically before. I'd never done a podcast before. I'd never done a YouTube video. you know, like this was a first. This was literally my introduction to so many different skill sets. And, you know, I hate to give that up. But then again, I'm ready for a little bit of a break.
0: Of course. (laughs) I understand. (laughs) Right. I mean, yeah. Yeah.
2: (laughs) I look at my Tumblr post count, you know, 7,000 posts. Oh, wow. Probably 4,000 asks. Wow. Yeah, it's just it's 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 been all-consuming, and I think that's the way. Again, my first fandom, so I don't know, but I feel like that's probably going to be my like my mo moving forward with things is to tr- be all consumed with them. It it just seems to be how my brain works
1: best. <laughs> it's all or nothing, I think.
0: Yeah, I, I respect that <laughs> definitely.
1: Yeah, so we we are still considering things. Definitely, like the anime will be a thing, and. The guidebook, apparently. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Surprise! I didn't know about that either, so... Oh! uh, (laughs) I said hot off the press. Like, I literally decided this morning. I just forgot to tell you. Yeah, well, she didn't tell me, so in between this morning and (laughs) recording.
0: uh, (laughs) Wow. Well, you heard it here first.
1: (laughs) Yes. Legend of the Galactic Heroes. I do want to cover, but it's also, I feel like, similar in ways to Attack on Titan, that I, I would wouldn't mind something like airy breezy like easy to digest for a difference <laughs> to focus on
0: right yeah I can understand that actually th- that that's something like that I've really been enjoying with Mayan James's reading of Cagliostro Loveless work is that's you know that, that that's a romantic comedy very mm. silly at times but at the same you know obviously it, it's got depth to it as well which I mean if it didn't I probably wouldn't enjoy it but. It's nothing like Attack on Titan. And I think, it for me anyway, it's been a very fresh kind of difference. Hmm.
2: That one's actually on my list. Like, I still haven't even finished Season 2 of the anime yet, but I'm really looking forward to, mm-hmm. when I do, then I get to listen to your podcast. Oh, yeah. So, looking <laughs> right. forward to that. Sweet, sweet. No, well, it is, it
3: is interesting because Attack on Titan and Kaguya-sama are just in really entirely different dynamics, but... You know, it's fun to have that kind of different takes and different thoughts. I mean, you know, one second we're talking about kind of the philosophical implications of Attack on Titan, and the next we're gushing how cute Chica and Kaguya are in kaguya So, you know, I guess I kind of do that with Mikasa and, and Annie and all that, but still. <laughs> still, it's um, it's very different, but I, I'm glad we have that variety in there so i mean maybe legends of galactic heroes will be a good i i i ended up seeing it i don't know it's it seems like it'd be a, a interesting show to try to do live <laughs> like live reactions because it's long it's really long oh so i don't know but i understand why people are excited for that
2: it seems i think i mean i don't want to name drop but i know at least six people who have encouraged us and you know we don't have a huge listenership we don't we're not a bit so even six people all agreeing on a thing that we should do seems like important or
1: substantial
0: right yeah yeah yeah.
1: maybe we should just make a twitter poll like what should we discuss next that's not
2: a bad idea we could do that especially if we have some choices i think if we could limit it down Mm -hmm. to maybe three or four things
1: yeah well avatar is still on my list on my wish list
0: I would so listen to that. <laughs>
1: that's that's a pretty good one. I, and isn't there like new Avatar content coming? Yeah, there's a new Netflix live action series coming, which the creators pulled out of, which... Exactly. Oh, I
0: forgot about
3: that.
1: Yeah.
0: But 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 they also, I think Nickelodeon also created a new studio specifically for kind of that universe. Like yeah, to make yeah, new yeah content oh yeah, right, right. Uh, I heard universe. about that, yeah. Mm. So... That's exciting.
1: Yeah.
3: Mom Taku, have you seen
1: Avatar? I have. I hit twice. Oh, okay. yeah, Good. All the way through, both times. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. I saw it in Dutch, English. <laughs> I remember in 2008, I used to pirate those episodes. Like, if, if they leaked, <laughs> I was watching them. We That's actually awesome. got one episode officially before the US did in the Netherlands, d- like, dubbed in everything. Wow. Because you guys had Thanksgiving. Wow. So, you guys ah. skipped the weekend, so and then it allowed oh. for Day of Black Sun Part 1 to air, like, before you guys... <laughs> wow.
0: <laughs> so Interesting. Um, but, speaking of, like, putting out the kind of content that the listeners express interest in wanting you to, to make. Last year, when the pandemic hit, and there was a month when there wasn't an Attack on Titan chapter, James and I did... We 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 reread the Marley arc and kind of did a Mm. discussion about the Marley arc for that month. Since we we didn't want to kind of break our streak. (laughs) Uh, Mm -hmm. So we we had a discussion about the Marley arc as a whole uh, for that month's Titan Tea Time episode. And that time we got at least two or three people. Obviously that's not a lot of people in the grand scheme of things. But at least, you know, we had a handful of people who kind of asked us to do more... Kind of arc rereads and discussions, which obviously at the time we weren't planning on doing that since we wanted to keep doing the chapter discussions. But now that the, sh- the series is over, we have planned out for like almost one and a half year of Oof. discussions. Like oh, for wow. basically like you know the, the show is going to keep going monthly, so seventeen or eighteen episode ideas, uh, like dis- discussion topic ideas, uh, we have, hmm. and a batch of those are each of the arcs kind of reread and revisited which will happen eventually
3: wow i'm really excited for that not gonna lie uh because when i reread the marley arc that time there was so much that i didn't really retain when i first read it and something else i noticed when i went back was reading some of the volumes that released in english the story up until then made a lot more sense and it flowed a lot better when you read it by a volume and you read it chapter after chapter so going back and reading these arcs I think is gonna make me appreciate it even more potentially or maybe I'll find flaws I don't know but I know I appreciate the Marley arc
2: more so
0: yeah I remember that I remember I was so happy to hear that you you liked it so much uh, Mm -hmm. you know when we had that discussion about it yeah
2: I remember a good friend of mine telling me even as you know another longtime friend that that all of this would be better in retrospect and yeah. like you were saying, reading it in the Tunkabon version is a totally different feel. It's a totally, when you pick up the book and read it, it just feels different. Things have different weight. Mm-hmm. The page layout makes a difference that you don't get that when you're reading it on, you know, Read S&K or one of those. So yeah. I do think it would give a totally different, a totally different vibe and also be a much more enjoyable experience when there's not, you know, 30 days in between wondering what's right. going to happen to Absolutely. be able to just have everything fresh. So I think that's I think that would be fascinating. Absolutely. And I do think, I was talking to Andrew about this, when he, he's been going back and doing chapter discussions, and it's made him like the chapters better. You know, even ones that he's complained about mm. that he didn't initially like, going back and reading them as part of a whole, and in retrospect, has just made him a much more satisfied fan.
0: Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I I do think it's unfair to kind of judge a chapter, like, on its own, because I, I I see a lot of people do that all the time, and I I mean I, I do see it to to an extent, but to criticize a chapter before knowing kind of well, like where it's at in the story as a whole, like you don't know what's coming after it, like things like that. I, I, I don't think that's fair, a lot of the time. So yeah, I also definitely think a lot of people will will probably view the series in a better light, you know, upon rereading, or or as a new new time fan just reading the whole thing faster than uh, a chapter a month.
3: Speaking of, we're, we're also going to talk about the anime. One month is season one or whatever, and I think that would be great. And I think seeing it all animated, yeah, there's a week wait in between, but still not as long as a month. So seeing it animated and week after week, I think that would – I think that may help people digest the story better, or mm-hmm. maybe they'll hate it even more. Who knows?
2: <laughs> I, I'm very curious about that. Like, you know, the – the ending was pretty much panned universally. And yeah. I don't think that that's controversial at this point. I think, you know, a lot of people liked it, but it there were very few people that considered it a, an unequivocal success. Mm.
1: And I do mm-hmm. wonder,
2: like, a lot of the people that have been the most vocal about it, will they watch the anime and will their opinions change? Will they like it better? Because I've heard nothing but praise for the Marley arc
1: right. being
2: animated. And that's... That's... I remembered the chapter pull from those. People hated it. People hated it at the time. Yeah. So... I wonder how that's going to go down. I'm interested in seeing if people soften a little bit towards how it ended.
0: Absolutely. And it's like... Like, as you were saying, like, the Marley arc, when it started in the manga, was largely disliked, right? But when season four started, even the very first episode, even before we had really gotten into the whole thing and gotten to know all of these new characters, if I recall, like, it was rated so, so highly on on my anime list, uh, mm-hmm. for example. Mm-hmm. Like, it became, like, one of the top-rated anime shows on there after, like, just the f- very first episode. And obviously, that doesn't have anything to do with the pacing or, like, the, the, the weight between chapters because that, that was the first episode. But still, apparently, the anime watchers seem to have liked that part of the story a whole lot more than the manga readers.
3: Mhm. I wonder if after the Marley arc or once it was happening, the fandom maybe it kind of changed a little bit, at least who were the vocal voices in the fandom. I don't know, I mean cuz obviously a Jaegerist wasn't a thing until later. That's for sure. Uh-huh. So I I wonder if that kind of just appeared after the Marley arc as the story changed in that way. So I don't know. It, it'll be interesting to see how people accept it.
2: The people that came in during the Marley arc and that loved the Marley arc are, according to like my own mental processing, there mm-hmm. are two types. Mm-hmm. It's the warrior stands and it's the agarists. <laughs> oh! Like, those two groups of the fandom... Were were I don't want to say they were marginalized or whatever, but you know the warrior stands had never. Uh, they were small. They were a small and persecuted yeah. group. Suddenly, <laughs> you know, Reiner was popular, and that mm-hmm. was very cool. And so those friends were able to gain a little bit more exposure and uh, be a little bit more vocal, and they were a little less persecuted. And then of course came the rise of the Jaegerists. <laughs> I love the way you put that. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah. It's true though. It's true.
2: It was a group of people who consume media completely different, differently than, than the way we had been consuming it all along, who are looking for different things, who are interested in different things. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah. I don't want to say it was like a wave of usurpers coming into the fandom, but it was definitely a new voice and a new audience that appeared. Right. And it, they didn't always mesh with the existing one. And I think that's what's so fun about fandom is that, Every time there's a new anime season, we get a new influx of people coming in with different needs and different wants. I mean, this season brought in a bunch of, you know, I would say 15 to 17 year olds who are new to anime, who mm. are new to Attack on Titan, who were babies when the first season, you know, and it's, 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 it shakes up fandom a little. I don't want to say it's in good ways or bad ways, but it definitely shakes things up.
0: Uh, yeah. <laughs> totally.
3: Totally. And, in, and maybe it's just the anime only watchers are just more accepting of the of what's being brought to them because they don't have to wait as long between story moments between the chapters, so maybe there's something to that, but I don't know. I it is it is it, I agree with Petra. It's interesting to see how pan the Marley arc was when it was coming out in the manga versus how praised it was. In the anime which i i think it deserves the praise it gets by far mm-hmm. um but it is very interesting to see that dynamic
2: but i would say too that the manga readers who were panning it back then were praising it as well so mm-hmm. it just felt better True. in retrospect and i wonder for the manga readers how the how the final part two final season <laughs> if it will change any hearts yeah right maybe
0: definitely maybe. yeah
3: i actually i think it will i think some parts would be easier to stomach, like like the you know Annie eating her pie. That pie will be easy easier to stomach. <laughs> Literally.
2: And you'll know what kind of pie it is. Was it a fruit or a meat pie? the The big, might be <laughs> the big question. Oh my
3: god! Uh, place your bets now on uh, meat or fruit.
2: We'll be able to tell by the crumbs on her face. <laughs>
3: yes. Uh. So
2: I I think. Yes, I think it's
3: a good chance that people would be more open to how it ends. But I still think there would be a tinge of disappointment for maybe some plot points that people wanted more in in depth on. Personally, mm-hmm. um, I I mean, at least from what I see from everybody else, I'm actually I've actually grown to really accept the ending and and like it. Not I mean not I don't think it's amazing, but I I do think it is unique in its own way, and at least. I think it's it's satisfying to the extent that I I can't wait to see it animated, you know.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, yeah, you guys were pretty content with the ending. I from what I recall.
0: Ultimately, yeah. Although it did take me a t- like a full day to kind of reach that.
3: <laughs> I mean, we had we had to talk about a few things. You know, I I do think there were some things that were somewhat cryptic, but you know, at the end of the day, I think yeah, I could I think we could say we were
0: positive about it. Overall, yes.
1: I think, in time, people will judge the series as a whole more than just, mm-hmm. you know, based on the final chapter. I think the final mm-hmm. chapter left a sour taste in a lot of people's mouth. Fair, fair. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm wondering what the tankobon will be like, if it will just include, like, some sketches that didn't make the final cut, or if you will make some changes to the dialogue.
3: You know, I wouldn't mind some changes to the dialogue just mm. to make it a little less messy.
1: Same. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and,
3: maybe, and maybe that's just on the English side. I I haven't really there I did see the panel where Armin is telling
1: "Arigatou gozaimasu for genociding yeah, 80%." <laughs> right. I I did uh. see that.
3: I again, I think there's a pause there. So any, anyway, I I won't go into that, but <laughs> I I think that I would like to see the whole Japanese or 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 the very least, I think part of it is that just the English didn't know how to translate some things like the, the line error will make, Will mm. I can't even remember what he says. Exactly. You know, the, we'll make sure that your error is not, doesn't go to waste or, or mm. something. That, yeah. That's not...
0: Yeah. No, it, it's basically that.
3: It's basically that, but the word error is not close enough. It, it's more like, I think it's close to mistake, but
1: yeah, I feel like that's still like arguing semantics. It is uh, yes. like, it's true. Like <laughs> let's let's be real here. Like the the whole context doesn't really change based on if we use a grave mistake or error. It's still mm-hmm. it's still weird and uncomfortable.
2: Right. Well, and 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 Isama has fixed things before in the tankaban. True. But they don't make it into English. The English never oh, gets really? Fixed, so. Oh, really? I
1: didn't know that. What? That's
3: a shame.
0: But wait, the like the official translations that come online, uh, like released chapter by chapter, they aren't always identical to the exact translations in the books that come out later.
2: No, that's true. That's true. They do okay. fix some of the typos. They definitely fix the typos. But yeah. I have not seen any instances where the changes that he's made in the Japanese chancoban have been reflected in the English one. I have. Uh, maybe there have been. Wait, so do you mm-hmm. still
1: have, when they go to the basement that there is actual like electricity there, like a light bulb in your tankubon? I wish
2: I knew what chapter it was, I would check. I do know that like my tankubon refers to Hanji, refers to Hanji as she, in one instance, uh, yeah. which was supposed to be removed. Gotcha. So I, I wanna look, I will look and see. Actually,
0: that's like volume 22, right? Or
1: 21? 21, 22-ish.
0: Yeah. yeah. Late 80s. I'm pulling him out of my bookshelf right now. Oh, you have it too. <laughs> yep, of course.
1: Okay, who's uh, faster? Let's make it that James.
0: <laughs> Let's make it a race.
1: I'm um, flipping past Erwin Dian. Yeah,
0: I, I, just, I just did it too.
2: <laughs> okay, uh, here we go. I, I'm there. Yeah, I'm there too. No, it's a lamp.
0: Yeah. Well.
2: Although.
1: I
0: wonder, man. Although. It, it looks like. Yeah, it looks, definitely looks like a lamp.
2: I think mine still looks like electricity, but I'm not sure. We had so many theories on that. I wrote so many theories <laughs> really? on that. Yeah,
1: because you entered it. I can imagine if you like were left off on a chapter and all of a sudden like there's electricity in the basement.
2: Yeah, good point. I wrote a crack theory that it was um, <laughs> potato powered. You know how you can yeah. make like, potato yeah. lamps? Yeah.
3: <laughs> Right.
2: So I had this theory that Grisha's cart was filled with potatoes. It was a fun theory. <laughs> and, that, and that's
3: how Sasha's, you know, Sasha becomes a key role in the whole yes. thing. She's the battery yes. to power everything. No, Potato girl. It
2: was... My theory was that's why there was, that's why potatoes were so scarce because Grisha is using like his undercover <laughs> network to gather enough potatoes to electric electrify his basement. Wow.
3: <laughs> so instead of liberating humanity, we liberate the potatoes. Beautiful. Exactly.
2: Exactly. Because <laughs> like, remember the scene in the anime when Grisha's pulling the cart and it's, I think the cart was covered, right? Like my theory was that it was filled with potatoes. That's it was fun. That's, I love it. That's but this really is what cool. you do when you have 30 days yeah, to try to rationalize exactly. <laughs> totally. something. Totally. The
0: anime only would never understand.
2: They miss out on all of that. Yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah perhaps for the better. <laughs> <laughs>
2: and, then, and then the
3: anime always like, we had five or six years of waiting for season two. Don't give me that.
2: I know. <laughs> What was kind of fun was when I first started watching the series, it was with my oldest daughter, of course. And my youngest Mm -hmm. would have been like permanently traumatized from it. So she, you know, she knew about the series and I would share bits of it with her, but it was way too violent. She was far too young. Well, guess what? She's not too young anymore. So she has been, you know, had been watching the anime and uh, about... I guess three weeks ago, I decided to catch up on the manga as well. So she was reading Perfect it timing, like I one guess. chapter after another. Yes, she flew through the last 30 chapters wow. so that she could read the final chapter with me. And we did uh. that after every chapter. I'd be like, do you see that panel? Guess what people were talking about? And I was able to like share with her, you know, <laughs> what we were fixated on, what we were upset about, what we what our theories were that were later debunked. It was fun. It was really yeah. fun doing that yeah. with her.
0: Oh, that's Yeah, that sounds awesome. <laughs>
3: Yeah, looking back in hindsight, that, that you know, talking about the theories that other people had or we all had, like yeah, it's it's it is fun to look back on that.
0: And speaking of that, it's fun that we've had our podcasts and you know we've said all sorts of crazy things on you know <laughs> on our episodes, and. What I think is fun is just to have all of that archived, so we can always go back and see, like, how how stupid was I in in May of twenty like, eighteen? For example, <laughs> I like, did
1: that if- once for our two year anniversary. I went through all of our podcasts and wrote down everything that I thought was, you know, funny <laughs> or you know, every theory that we had oh yeah <laughs> that didn't come true. Mom Taco had a lot of fails, but I think I had the worst fails because. Oh. Ah. I, I was not <laughs> kind to Aaron and then one chapter I was like no I, I I he's a good boy I can see it this is going to be all right <laughs> and then oh, of course no. <laughs> genocide happened like one chapter later or something <laughs> <laughs> so, well, you know, I feel like
3: I had the same reaction when uh, he kind of go he basically defies Zeke and then eventually tries to fear free, free Ymir I felt like, yeah, this is the Aaron that we always knew. Like, this is it. This is it. <laughs> yeah. And then the rumbling happened. I was like, I'm still, com- I'm so confused. <laughs> like, what is going <laughs> on? <laughs> <laughs> and that's, I think that's when we were thinking this could potentially be a, you know, kind of him sacrificing himself. I, th- I think both Peter and I were saying that, uh, lack of a better word, the Lelouch l- 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 ending, Code Geass ending. Right. Real quick about that. Uh-huh. Code Geass is not the first one to do that. No. I can't, I can't, I can't name off the top of mm. my head, but it's not, it's, it's a story trope.
1: It's it, probably the most popular one.
3: Yeah, that's fair. At least, especially in anime. Mm. I,
0: I just got to say, though, that I don't think it's fair to compare Attack on Titan's ending to that, because it's not, it's not even that similar. If I, am, if I'm not mistaken, Lelouch in Code Geass succeeded in uniting the world through his own sacrifice, whereas Eren didn't at all. Like, the world is still just as divided after his sacrifice but
1: that wasn't his goal to divide it was true
0: (laughs) true it wasn't his goal but still he did fail and he didn't get that kind of ending
1: Mm -hmm. oh you think Eren failed because i think Eren got everything he wanted except for mikasa (laughs)
0: he failed in well so i I think (laughs) i think he had two goals uh, Ultimately, like with the rumbling, anyway, like mm. not, not like just kind of putting Mikasa aside for a while. <laughs> he had two goals. One of them was, <laughs> one of them was the Lelouch ending, mm. which you know he wanted to re- unite the world against him to make yeah to make it so that everyone could be friend- well get along some, some somehow, uh, mm-hmm. having him as a shared enemy. He failed at that. However, he succeeded in erasing the Titan curse because that was also another part of his plan. I agree with that. Mm.
3: Like it was kind of, it was kind of a two goals kind of a plan. I, mm. I mean, at the very least, he was trying to get Armin and company to be the spokespersons, the, the kind of heroes that's defeated the the Titans. I think that was part of his goal as well. So you could even say right. he succeeded in that. True. But anyway, I, I I do agree with you that it's different enough uh, that the comparisons that they get, I think, are just overblown because people are upset that he didn't actually rumble the world. Or, well, he did. He did, but right, right. that he didn't you know, go home to Historia after killing humanity and whatever. You know? yeah. Anyway, sorry. I'm still salty about that. Uh, <laughs> oh, I know.
2: <laughs> James, you'll love this. The funny, I don't know if you saw the chapter poll, but the chapter poll, we described ANR, A-N-R the ANR uh-huh. ending, the Requiem ending, as Aaron kills his friends or something. I forget how we worded it because of his wife and child or for the benefit of his wife and child just like a one sentence how do you define a&R in one sentence. And on Titan Folk, the poll got 700 comments this month. Oh. And most of those were people saying that we were biased against Requiem and presenting wow. it in a bad light because of the way we worded what? that. Oh, and I'm what? Like, but that's exactly How what people, you- oh my god. That's
1: exactly <laughs> what it was. And oh, they were like, god. well,
2: that's what people say to make it look bad. And it was literally what? hundreds of comments about our bias what? making Requiem sound worse than it was. <laughs>
1: Can I get, like, a link to that thread?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I can get... I would absolutely give you a link to that. Oh, my uh, God. I'll pull it up. I will pull it up right now and drop it in the chat. Yes, please. I mean, to say it any other
3: way would make it... Make, would actually show you're biased it, it, either way. So if you were to say he goes back and, you know, he's distraught he's about what he did, but he knew it was the right thing, like, that would just show how much of a fan you are of it, of that theory. Like, that would be biased. But if you were to go and say, like, you know... Add lines like stupid or silly or I don't know something else, adjectives to show you're biased.
2: Then it would then I could see their argument, but that's just straight up facts. What you said about that theory. Yeah. Let me read it to you. So somebody quoted us every okay. We described a on r and again we had to do very short descriptions because it's a poll. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I think the question was like, what theory are you most disappointed? didn't happen, and one of them, we said, was Aaron killing everybody for his wife and child, which I think is a pretty fair description of A&R.
1: I, and these are the replies.
2: Oh boy, I can already smell the bias. <laughs> yeah, what? that's a pretty bad description of ANR. <laughs> Indeed, feels like a common straw man used to criticize ANR back in the day.
1: I, I'm pretty sure it's the same people who called us delusional and old fans who lost touch with the series when we said he sued Aaron was not going to be a thing.
3: Yeah, Yeah, these are the same people. I mean, it, people will see what they want and complain about what they want. It, it is what it is. But I yeah I don't think there's anything wrong with what you said, whatsoever.
2: Well, I don't either, and I no. I will say that like the a lot of people thought we were biased in the other direction that we were, mm-hmm. you know. So so anytime we get accused of being biased from both sides, then I know we've done a good job. Exactly. <laughs> good we point. were accused from both sides of of the poll being very biased, wow. both positively and negatively. So, <laughs> I'm like, we did good. We did good.
0: Yeah, you definitely did. Huh. Moving on. Obviously, we don't know exactly what. Isayama has planned for the future, if he's going to write something else, when that's going to happen, if it if it happens, but how excited are you all for any potential future manga made by him?
1: I mean, had you asked me during the Marley arc, very excited, <laughs> but at this point, I'm like, nah, no, I'm good. <laughs> because I feel, uh... I don't mean this in a bad way, but everything that I personally mm-hmm. enjoyed the most in this series has kind of not been present in the final arc
2: mm.
1: so that's fair if he goes back to the way he originally wrote and like how he conveyed characters emotions great if it's dark humor plus romance then no I'm out definitely not <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh I-, I would probably eat that up though if it was just dark dark humor and romance <laughs> but but i but I definitely see what you mean though like i I don't think the Marley Arc was ever topped like i'm I am with you there mm.
1: But even before that, like, you know, the character interactions were, you know, and, and the, the emotions they conveyed, it felt real, it felt human-like. This was the first series that I really felt like, you know, these weren't like kids trying to, you know, rule the world. No, these were kids being scared and dying and, you know, all the mm. terrible stuff that comes with that. Oh, yeah. So, which, yeah, for a shonen was innovative, I'd say.
0: Oh, yeah, Totally.
1: So but um I, I would love to visit Hisana.
0: right yeah, oh absolutely.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> I would totally go That'd there nice. yeah uh, but uh, how about you, Momtaku?
2: I will definitely check it out. I mean I no matter how the story failed, I feel a lot like you do, Petter, in that he's given me some of my favorite characters across all forms of literature like I <laughs> he his talent lies in character creation. I'm I share Luna's concern in. The dark comedy aspect. I think the comedy aspects, the deliberate comedy aspects of Attack on Titan were my least favorite part. Uh, some of the accidental, some of the funny characters I enjoyed, but you know, when he tried to, to show a little bit of a twisted humor. I think about the um like the bonus pages that were <laughs> you know, where he was really allowed to kind of do what he wanted. I never enjoyed those. The one what? with Armin and the Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Yes. Like, if that's the style he's going to go for, I could stomach three pages of that at the end of every volume, but I could not stomach entire (laughs) manga volumes of that. Yeah, so I I, I definitely will check it out. And I know, like, when Full Metal Alchemist ended, I I went and read everything that um, Arakawa put out next. And, uh, you know, there was definitely, there's a lot of fun and, like, your favorite author doing something new. Yeah. Did you read Silver Spoon? I did, and mm. and it, but it went on hiatus like three times, right? Yeah, yeah. Did it ever finish, or is it, it still did. on hiatus? It
3: did. It finished. Oh, yeah. You should go. You should finish <laughs> it. It's very sweet.
2: I will. I will. Yeah. So I was really into that one because it was to me. It was like, okay, now you have not. Not that it's they're similar, but mm-hmm. you know, one running away from his daddy. They're, I mean, I guess they're both kids running away from their yeah, yeah. their father problems. <laughs> But rather than, you know, running to a mess dress and joining the military, this guy goes to a farm. And I thought it was like laugh out loud funny. I thought it was yeah. a brilliant love letter to her childhood in agricultural Japan. So
3: so great. Having actually lived in that area of Japan, oh. it, was, it was really great to see that aspect uh, kind of in a slice of life. So I think it, w- it will be really refreshing to see Isayama cover something different and potentially a new genre. And touching on those ending chapters, or not ending the ending pages of the volumes, I really enjoy them. I don't. I see what you're saying that if it was chapters on chapters of that same type of story beat and pacing, it would be a little obnoxious. But I do think that he made it that obnoxious because it is kind of in dark contrast to what was happening in the actual volume. I think it would be a bit toned down in its absurdity, uh, in a way. If if he were to go in that direction, and personally, I really loved his comedy moments in in Attack on Titan. You know, the, uh, Annie eating the pie. Even later, when Annie and Mikasa are talking about the okapi, I love that moment too. And the I mean the potato Sasha, Sasha with the potato. I mean that was the. That was basically the same thing as the pie moment. I don't understand why people love Sasha and the potato, but oh no, Annie eats a piece of pie. Have mercy. <laughs> you know, it, it, it doesn't make sense to me. I feel like it's been consistent and that's my take.
1: I mean, no pie is that good that I'm going to ignore genocide going on in the background. I'm sorry.
3: <laughs> well, I mean, what, what are they supposed to do? Like, you know, sprout wings and go over there. Oh wait, they did that.
2: yeah I know the problem with the pie scene is that all the build up to the character's fear of seeing Annie there was no payoff Mm. on that Armin was terrified Mm. of seeing Annie and then you know we as a fandom were anxious to see her again and and I guess you know some people might like the fact that he punted on all the drama and went with a comedic moment but you know like so many other moments sometimes the humor feels tone deaf
3: you know at the same time that wasn't the first time we saw Annie. Out of the crystals we had her had her moment with Hitch, and so we that was her yeah. kind of understanding what was going on. That was brilliant. I thought that was pretty good, and so yeah, having that moment between Annie and Arm, or at least you know, see that's how she's introduced back into into play. I felt like it it worked. I mean, yeah, he could have gone with a more serious thing, but I don't think the the story has been. Always serious all the time. I mean, e- even in a serious stories like Attack on Titan, you can still have these comedic moments, just like in real life.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, there's so always I, been poop jokes and ass jokes ever since the first mm-hmm. arc. Yeah,
2: yeah, and some of them hit better than others.
0: Like Levi and Zeke, like t- talking about shit in various ways. <laughs> I-, I love that. Every time it makes me laugh. Mm-hmm. And Ryan, you're making ass jokes. Like I, 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 I adore that. <laughs> uh, so, so if that's where Isayama wants to go with his next. Story. I mean, I, I would definitely read that.
3: <laughs> so, at the very least, I'm very open to what he has coming up next. And I, I think he could do a good job. It won't be on the same level as Attack on Titan. I mean, if, he, if it is. You never know. I, I think that's, you know, I mean, that's the sign of somewhat a, of a uh, master writer, in my opinion, if you can make two masterpieces like that.
2: I'm excited for whatever comes. And I will almost, I mean, it, it, I will give it the benefit of the doubt before ever seeing it, just that's because fair. I think he's earned it. Yeah. and i mm-hmm. no matter if the ending you know in my in my estimation the series ended with a 7 and not a 10 mm-hmm. but the series as a whole is still a 9 or a 10 yeah. so that's fair he definitely has earned it and he's given me characters that i will think about the rest of my life
0: yeah absolutely 100% yeah i th- i do think even though you know we might not love every single part of his work i do think all of us still have him like have a lot to thank him for through attack on titan and whether even if we're not talking about the story itself you know the fandom that was spawned out of his creation you know all of us four would have never been interacting probably if it wasn't for hajime isayama it's true
2: absolutely it was the friends we made along the way I mean... <laughs> yeah <laughs> And I probably touched on this during ours, but like I credit this series with not just a friend, a worldwide, like a global French community, Mm -hmm. but self-confidence, learning how to write, learning how to read, learning how to debate. I mean, all sorts of activities that I would not have done outside of this fandom. Absolutely. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. Any other closing thoughts before we round off the episode? Nope. (laughs) I guess not. (laughs) All right, then. Well, then be sure to... Follow you, Her Biggles on Twitter or their YouTube channel or listen to their stuff on the podcast apps or whatever. Always good stuff. And uh, you can also follow us on Twitter at Umami Manga. And if you like this episode, please share it around with anyone you think might enjoy it too. Thank you so much for listening. And we'll see you next time where James and I will talk about our favorite characters in Attack on Titan. Bye-bye. Oh, boy.
3: Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.
0: fun yeah that went well i think too
1: and we did it in two hours
0: exactly yeah uh i'm happy about that